0: Can't believe you got me to record today, Jesse.
1: I mean, listen, I'm in a blizzard, dude. I mean, I know that, you know, there's only that you guys have safety razors in the warehouse. So I'm hoping we get through this without you getting too freaky with uh, the cutting. I know how you millennials like to cut themselves.
0: Oddly enough, I'm looking at my computer right now. Below my computer are four, actually three Blink-182 bunnies, one Angels and Airwaves bunny, and an open pocket knife. That's just coincidence, ooh, Jesse.
1: Was there other people in the warehouse with you?
0: I hit the lights just shooting a music video outside, much to my... Is chagrin a word? I heard this word chagrin. chagrin.
1: chagrin is the word that, I don't that would know, be much I to don't know chagrin. what it is. I don't know what it You didn't use it means. totally right, though. But,
0: like, I'm close?
1: You're close. It's, it's, like, it's off by a little bit.
0: Uh, well, for anyone that doesn't know what's happening right now, it's currently Monday, the 26th of January. 3.38 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: And and Zach is crying because the Change.org petition to get Riff Raff to be Alex- Asking Alexandria's singer did not go through.
0: Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, I started my own Change.org, change.org peti- petition for Tom DeLonge to become the new singer of Asking Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, well, he
1: has a lot of free time on his hands now. You think he's set? I mean dude, come on, he's making all the money off that site he has about alien news. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing too well right now, honestly. The more the more I think about it, the more I'm the more I'm sad right now. Okay. So so let's really talk about this. Alright. You you liked recent Blink 182 output enough to be excited about another album. Let let's take it a step further back even. When mm-hmm. Blink
0: when when I found jesus in the form of pop punk <laughs> i was i that's was so insu-
1: that's insulting to nick nick from man overboard who is the jesus of pop punk as the twitter handle i made for him years ago
0: you're the godfather of pop punk
1: <laughs> I, you know you messed that up i was the godfather of internet punk
0: i know but i changed it so more people would click it so more listeners would find off the record because I'm a I'm a czar of uh, uh, social SEO. media SEO. Yeah,
1: yeah, you, know. you go, girl.
0: All right, so so let's take it a step back. When I was when I was in middle school, I fell in love with Blink One Eighty Two. It was the first thing I ever became obsessed with, like obsessed. Mm. Um, it was always deeply saddening to me that they were broke up. This is like something. Like, that's fair to think about, but bands weren't really reuniting when Blink was broken up. Like, we're in a much different world now in terms of how bands work, break up, and get back together in 2015 than they were in 2005 when Blink broke up, right? There there was no reason for me to ever think that they would reunite, especially as, like, a teenager that didn't know anything about the music industry, or money, frankly. So... When they reunited, it was not something I ever expected at all. I, I cried, Jesse. I'll never forget it. I, I looked at my I was watching the Grammys on my on my uh, small TV in my in our old apartment and I cried. And my mom said, You need to go to bed already. And I said, Are you kidding me? And and it was like a magical moment for me. And so for the band to for Tom to leave the band nearly 10 years to the day that they originally broke up in the same way. This is what's really incredible, Jesse. Blake mm-hmm. eighty two broke up on February 23rd, 2005. So it's truly nearly 10 years to the day. And he broke, the, he quit the band in the same way the first time, which was literally by having his manager tell Mark and Travis that he wasn't in the band anymore.
1: And so how do you know how he left? Out of curiosity. They put
0: it in a press release. Like that oh, they, they
1: said it out. Oh, which okay. is
0: which is kinda next level, right? they like they're not even hiding it. Like they were just like, Yeah, this is this is all it also hurts. It's unreal. Like they, they were set to be in the studio right now. And he, I, I remember
1: he, that whole thing. He
0: quit a week before they were gonna go into the studio.
1: I mean, Clearly, he does not love hanging out with the intellectual icon that is Travis Barker. How
0: are you going to make fun of them right now?
1: Who wanted to open this can of worms? I'm going to make fun of them nonstop. We're going to get I don't get real even loose. know what else to
0: talk about right now. My heart is breaking.
1: Okay, so here, this is my thing. And you kind of avoided it a little and got all, you know, sentimental about when you were like a tween and stuff. My heart um, hurts. I, I know. I know you're in a, a sad place, so I'm trying to be a little sensitive. A little, though. I have this thing that I get mad about and I get... Twitter ranty about particularly in the am hours of the night when i'm watching movies is like one of the things that pisses me off with our culture i think it's specifically worse in the punk community because there's so much nostalgia worship is there is so many people who ride out their careers and ride out their lives when they haven't made anything good for like 10 to 15 years, they haven't made listenable music yet. We all still get excited when they put out another record as if it's ever going to be good again. And how many times that has ever happened is just so few and far betweens. Like, I can't think of you know, reunion records with the exception of the Slater Kinney record uh, that just came out. Like, I there's never a time a reunion record's good, there's never a time when these bands who haven't made good music for 10 years make a new good record. And I'm on the side of, and as we've discussed, you like Blink-182 a lot more than me, but I love the self-titled record. I think it's an amazing record. self <clears throat> Yes, I forget. I always don't,
0: forget. Don't keep rubbing it in.
1: These guys have released, what, three terrible releases since then? Two? I don't to, to, them. to
0: your, and this is you saying this, they have released yeah. two things with okay. as Blink-182 since Reuniting.
1: Bo- both terrible all of their solo output, terrible. Mark's production on that Newfound Glory record, terrible. These guys have done nothing good. I, I would argue the highlight of their output since that is Travis Barker doing a drum solo over Soldier Boy. Like, and that's. Uh, calling that a highlight is an insult to the word highlight.
0: Soldier Boy, tell him.
1: I mean, so why would. We care if, that they're not going to put out, that there won't be a new record with them, and it potentially could be a good record now that Matt is singing for him, because Matt Skiba actually still makes good music. Oh my god, you know
0: how many people hate Alkaline Trio for like the past 10 years? I can't imagine this conversation
1: yes. right now. Okay, didn't you only just... What, I like only the, like, like
0: Alkaline Trio's new record, but that's how you know, that's how you know they're fucked, if so I like this- it
1: well that there might be a case for that's that. a I, real I, case study right there i i i actually think Alkaline and true is one of the bands with the most consistent output the
0: only new the only afi record i like is the new one like these are bad things for oh these bands. you
1: want you, to you know what's funny is, is so I, so i i didn't tweet this the other day because i felt like it was too old man is that i saw that afi's first record answer that and stay fashionable just turning 20 this year and i was about to tweet Wow, 20 years since AFI made their only good record.
0: Hey, I don't know. I think the new ones are only a good one, but that's just oh, me. I, th- I
1: find it find it unlistenable. I like some of the other ones but a lot, but the first one's still my favorite. I mean, that song, I want a mohawk, but mom won't let me get one, is the epitome of pop punk.
0: You know what's the epitome of pop punk?
1: blink twenty two.
0: Tom DeLonge saying he wants to fuck a dog in the ass. And you know what? Oh, I don't know is geez. Matt is Matt Skiba gonna do that?
1: I mean, that's not really his style. I think his style is more like doing an eight ball of Coke in the morning, right? Yeah.
0: I mean this I mean, I, think I, was, he's I was scrolling though, right? I was scrolling through Absolute Punk and there was like, Well, thank God, at least the performance is gonna be good. And then someone replied, Matt Skiba has terrible performances all the time. And then and then there was another reply, like, well, that was only because of drugs. And then again, someone else was like tom de was only because of drugs too but i didn't realize tom de was a big drug head well he used to be an addict he uh that's oh, kind of like no. why blink broke up he went super crazy he was addicted to painkillers he had a he as many guitar as many pop punk guitarists do he had like a sp- uh, disc slip in his back oh. from playing his guitar too low so he spun out on painkillers which is he Crazy. That's why, like,
1: I I always heard that the reason that they broke up the first time is that Travis was bringing all these gangsters with guns around, and he didn't want his children around that.
0: No man, that would have gotten him to space so much earlier. Like, you got, (laughs) you got to think about Tom's priorities. Oh my god, oh my god. So my thought is, and we can have this conversation, but my, I just listened to Neighborhoods (laughs) as soon as, so I heard, so the news. Really, the
1: record you go running to is that atrociously terrible record. I
0: listened to Untitled. I heard the news a few hours early, um, mm. and I was just sort of sitting in my office in what's the the fetal position? the fetal process. position. And were were you, uh, were, you,
1: were you shivering? Were you wrapping yourself in a blanket? Well, of I'm tears? Cold.
0: my space heater's broken.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, but I do got to get one of those Dyson's dog. Those are the jam.
0: But I do have I have a leather jacket for the first time.
1: And I have a oh, scarf. Wow, on. you are re- so
0: punk. And I'm in black jeans. What the hell is happening here? You, You're turning you, into you a can, fashion punk. Can you
1: even picture what I look like right, right now? No, I, I, I mean, maybe we need to change the cover of this week's episode, and you do a little selfie action for the audience. I could do that today. I mean, all week
0: I will obviously be listening to nothing but the Blink One Eighty Two.
1: God, you are such a nostalgia whore.
0: I'm not. It's, it's not nostalgia to me. It's just, it's, it's my, it's my, it's my music, Jesse. All right. And so, anyway, I I, I personally agree that Blink-182's, the collective outfit's best work was 12 years ago with Untitled. Like, I, mm-hmm. I agree to that. I, however, disclaimer, like um, Neighborhoods and Dogs Eating Dogs quite a lot. But I will say that I think Plus 44's record with Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker was Mark Hoppus' best writing ever, And I think Tom DeLonge's Boxcar Racer and Angel and Airways' We Don't Need to Whisper were two of Tom's best works as well. Regardless, though, that We Don't Need to Whisper record came out in 2006. So it's been nine years anyway, right? So I'm on. I think that if we want to get into a conversation, we can talk about that. I do think think their best work isn't long behind them.
1: Okay, so this is my thing. I just feel like we get... A crowded field. Like I never get why people get excited when it's like, oh wow, this like you you, you know, it's like a a, a, Spike Lee makes me mad a lot of the time because I'm like, while I love like you know, bamboozle, do the right thing, bamboozle, dude, it's skating, sir, bamboozle, come on, man,
0: acceptance are playing. Are they? Did you? How did you? Jesse slept until one a.m. today.
1: One p.m. One p.m. Dude, I technically I woke up from six to six to eight. And then we put on some terrible TV show and we fell back asleep. So I have a snow day today. I don't got to work. That's fair. L- 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 let me get some rest. I also, pulled, I also worked the entire weekend and I did 24 hours of work in two days in the weekend. So my problem becomes is that we don't hear about new people making good new music or art or film as much. Because we're always getting excited that this person who's not made anything good for 15 years then gets a million interviews and everybody starts talking about this, even though we know it's going to be terrible. Like I love Spike Lee's early work, like do the right thing, bamboozled. And, but you know, the guy hasn't done anything good in 15 years. And like, you know, his remake of old boy is like an atrocity yet. Everybody like talks and gets excited when he's going to put on a movie and we know it's going to be terrible. And like, it's the same thing with so many of these punk bands and, I don't feel like I even need to name names because we all know them, but there's so many acts. So what? That, well, I that just haven't made good music, and but they get the covers of everything, they get all the interviews. It's like great. Why can't we talk about all the good bands that are making great new music instead?
0: So do you feel like? So what? What would you rather have happen then? Would you rather me stop talking about why Blink One Eighty Two is the best band of all time and then focus on? I don't know, a replacement. Rather talk about the wonder years instead as a great like what what what
1: fits Yeah, for you? I, I mean to, to be honest with you, yeah, I think that I wish the people the legacy act didn't drown out so much of the press pool. And the same thing with like the old guard that's making terrible art compared to like you know what I think about it is like a, a perfect example is in like film is like um I can't think of the director's name but he made Primer and Upstream Color. It's like I feel like that he doesn't get as much press. Whereas like, you know, then we're like sitting here and Spike Lee's doing 4,000 interviews and getting every article written about him. And it's like, why can't we hear from the new fresh voices that are doing like every one of us knows this dude's killing it. And is basically the best director, that's young and coming up, but yet we're hearing from Spike Lee, who's so washed, it's insane. Like, I I think that's even more of my thing, is, like, I'm tired of hearing from all the washed-ass motherfuckers all the time that haven't done or said anything productive where we could be hearing from people who are fresh and inspired.
0: I get that. I don't know, I just feel like that's... I feel like it's a hard position to take, because what do we do about influence or... Or those points of view, like the, you know, the fact that those people have 20, like, Blink-182 has 20 years of experience, outlook, size, like, should, sh- so you're, are you saying that, like, 15,000 people should go to PNC, uh, amphitheater, amphitheater in New Jersey to watch a Wonder Years show, or? No,
1: uh, that's not what I'm saying as much, but what I'm more saying is, I think as, I'm talking about more about the press. Okay, okay, okay so the you're press saying that, gives like- too much like, Spike Lee basically farts, and it gets written up on the Huffington Post at every site, and we have to all discuss it. He and often this guy does that at Knicks games. Yeah, and that, so that's exactly it, too, as we all know. this. It's like, this guy hasn't made good art in 15 to 20 years. And, like, I think it's like 15, I'm going to say, for me personally, at least. I just, get, I, I just wish it's more a press thing. It's not like I think we should socialize, mandate that like everybody goes to a fresh new artist when we think they're good. I just wish the press would sometimes let the fucking sleeping lazy dog lie. And like, you know, I just hate... It. Sometimes with these 10-year band tours, I'm just like, you know, this band has been making shitty music for the last 10 years since that record. And yet we're like, everybody's devotion, everybody's excitement goes to this. It just, it really gets tiresome to me and you know like what is was funny is like i was out with some people and like i know a lot of people who are like way more enthusiastic about new punk i keep asking like friends like friends of yours who i run into uh what are the new bands i should be hearing i'm hearing great music through that i feel like these voices are silenced because there's only so much press we can talk about and it gets drowned out talking about these washed ass motherfuckers
0: i mean the more it's hard because i want to disagree with you but i i I don't necessarily have anything to disagree with. I just wonder, like, why... <laughs> but your
1: common instinct is to disagree. No, with well, me. yeah, because <laughs> you're usually wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it's I, more that, like... According I, to the Twitter feed, what I see, I'm usually pretty right in our arguments.
0: Like, why is there not... Why is there not room for both?
1: Because there's only so much room.
0: So how much how much room how much room do you think a Spike Lee or a Tom DeLonge should get until we move past them? Like let you know, let's say they re- l- release one bad movie, right? It, by that second, do we give them a redemption chance? Do
1: we let them? I mean, y- this is the thing: is you can't really mandate these things. and There's no prescribed thing, but like.
0: I, what would? I just, what about Bjork?
1: Uh, you know, I've had a very big thing with this in the last week. Is that um, I've been really, really enjoying the interviews uh, Bjork's been doing. Bjork. Bjork, please. Um,
0: <laughs> what do you think, my dad? My dad couldn't even.
1: Yeah, I'm it, gonna. Let's, let's, let's know, not get your dad. Wait, wait, wait!
0: wait I just for the next, day, I'm gonna be with my dad this weekend because it's my lovely mother's birthday.
1: Oh, so happy birthday! I think what
0: we should do. This weekend, I will record my dad trying to pronounce the name of Bajork with, you oh. know, with the with the accenting and everything above and see how he sounds it out. And that will be the
1: cold open for next week's episode. I want you to do that. And you know that band that's on run for cover that are called like Macthorowack? Or yes, Mac- yes. I have no idea how to say it. Me neither. I hear band members say it all the time.
0: I believe Jeff's a
1: listener, so maybe
0: maybe he will tape his own.
1: Okay, so so but this is what I want you to do too, is I want you to have your father pronounce that band's name too, so I can get a good laugh because I can never pronounce it okay. right. And I hear people pronounce it right all the time.
0: Any other? Like how do you think he would pronounce Soldier Boy? Like if like if you like Uh, even uh, I know that sounds so simple, but I think it would go poorly.
1: I I think I think I think we got a good new side segment here. I like it. Okay, Zach's Zach's dad pronouncing hipstery subculture things. Okay, so Bjork. Bjork, yes i will i i I, I, love, I love me some some early bjork but i find that record absolutely unlistenable and but yeah i do like it's the same thing as like i feel like she sucks the air out of the press thing and she is saying interesting things so that's another aside of like why this is but then there's another thing too is that like you know what i think of, like it is too is that it's just like record reviews and like there's just so much attention put to the washed up people
0: They get more attention, right? And then, like, I
1: think of something like this. Like, I think of, like, maybe that new Sidekicks record. It's like, yeah, we should be celebrating this. We should be celebrating all these people who are, like, kind of on the brink of getting bigger. I just wish there was more of that because I also, you know... I only have so much time to discover things. And this is like a common thing I think that's discussed with my age group too is that we have a diminished amount of time to find cool new stuff because we're busy getting that money and, you know, paying that rent and stuff. We don't have time to just sit around and, you know, do all the music discovery all the time. So I want it just pushed up to me faster. But then there is things that like, yes, even though i think bjork's new record is absolutely unlistable her interviews are incredible on this press go round
0: i agree i think like in the sense that the hotel year should be the biggest talked about band in the world right now maybe not like the big you know but you feel me but right? more but, talked about right. more they, talk- like even though they are so talked about that they should be they like they should be on i don't know npr every day whatever mm-hmm. i don't know but like they should be hugely popular right now and they're getting popular, but it's not like they're in the news every day, right? Mm-hmm. And, but they're not, and that frustrates me. That that always frustrates us, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. this band was this band was ahead of their time, or or this band like the press didn't work in their way, but they could have been the biggest band in the world, you know, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. So that does frustrate me. On the other hand, with Bjork, Bjork, like <laughs> I tricked you to say it right. <laughs> <laughs> At what point? Do we then stop hyping her music, but believing that she is like a, and I, I don't mean this in like a um, sarcastic way as the phrase will sound, but like as a thought leader, right? And I know that sounds like mm. super douchey, but like at what point do we take her as a thought leader versus just a, mu- a musician that we're going to hype every two to five sure. years?
1: Well, you know, who's like a great example is like David Byrne. It's like, no one's really looking forward to new David Byrne music, but when the dude does an interview or writes a book, everybody's really excited. You know what we need to do? We need, I'm going to, I'm going to found this right now. I'm going to buy the web domain. I'm making washed list. First, there was Craigslist, washed list. I'm going to start being the person who decides when you're washed up. (laughs) And then, then. So it's different from washed up emo. Washed up emo is, you know, a little little different. I I, I mean, I'm really into this edit plus, I don't like to use the up anymore. Okay. Like, you know, you're just, you're just mad washed we got to start stop ignoring your record like until like a, a you know pitchfork panel or somebody deems that you actually made a good new record we, we got to ignore it. but you know there's also that thing of like if you had asked me if this new Slater kinney record was going to be good i would i mean i would have laughed in your face Well, almost like 11
0: times out of 10 right they're bad
1: yeah i mean it, you know like i'm always proud to say is like you know like when people are like uh name a good reunion recordings from Ben, uh, they say lifetime and I'm, like, usually psyched about that since I got to be a part of that. But, like, I can count on one hand how many times a reunion's been good.
0: But we but we have talked about, right? Maybe I'm just lying now. We've talked about, like, that we're okay with band reuniting for shows and money, or do you...
1: Oh, show, shows are great, because that's an experience so they're playing the old material. But, I, I mean, truth be told, I have nightmares about this impending new Refused record.
0: Oh, my God. That's going to be a bad... Like, so how I'm dying right now, I feel like... That's going to be bad for you when, when we have to talk about oh, oh, that, right?
1: Um, um, I mean, like, the day that comes out, it might might get really ugly. Yeah. Jesse, I
0: mean, it's going to be great, because I will shatter Jesse being a punk forever that day. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it.
1: It's a lot of punk to shatter. A lot it? of punk to shatter. But, but, but better better, step it up. Yeah, we, we do have some late-breaking news. Oh, yeah, so... so- Dear listeners, if you don't know, sometimes Zach and I stop so that Zach can post to the internet because we know he has to get your news to you and, you know, he can't be away from the internet while he does this. And I
0: would like to say that, you know, I'm really trying this to make this site not about breaking news anymore, but this is my life. <laughs> and during, during, and this is, this will, this will maybe all make sense or make less sense two days from now, but Tom DeLonge posted on Instagram that he did not leave Blink-182 and that they're a dysfunctional band. And I don't really know how to react because this is either the happiest day of my life still because Blink-182 is still together or he's out of the band. But I, I don't really know, Jesse.
1: I think he's out of the band and I think this is what happens when you have five managers communicating things. I bet you this is all a whole thing about uh, undermining one another in the management department and this has been a lot of... Uh, really bad communication
0: yeah so it, it'll it be great I mean not great it'll be terrible but if he's if he thinks he's in the band and he's not in the band right
1: now I mean maybe this is also just that they're sick of dealing with him and they got Skiba and they figured this was the way to make it happen so it was just permanent
0: I mean would you see like if you could go for any from 20 to zero dollars would you go see Blink-182 with Matt Skibo if if it was in a mile of your house?
1: Sure. If if, if if they play Music Hall of Williamsburg and you're like, yo dog, I got a ticket, I will walk the 15 minutes to meet you there.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. God, my heart. It's just I'm like well, I like
1: seeing I like seeing legacy uh bands. I love uh, seeing legacy bands. I will I, I, I think, think I'll actually thing. be
0: at this show this morning I mean, California. Well,
1: well, I would I also say this as somebody who saw Blake Way two early on, like what I'd like to see Blake Way two is now as competent musicians, whereas they were the worst live band of all time when I saw them.
0: I don't have I ever asked you this, where do you rank Travis Barker as a drummer? Uh, He's the greatest drummer of all time. Other people think he's the worst. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. But like there's...
1: No one over 15 thinks that.
0: I don't know. But the scale either seems to be he's actually a piece of shit drummer or he's a phenomenal drummer. And I'd be curious on your take.
1: So Travis Barker is like uh, a lot like the Mars Volta, I like to say, or Radiohead. Travis Barker is an incredible drummer and one of those few people as a musician who can truly play imaginative things that no one else would think of in a song, which is a very rare breed of musician. But, just like Radiohead and Mars Volta, and even Circus Survive, I'd put in this, is the worst influence on a musician when they first discover it, because then they start imitating these musicians and thinking they're doing something awesome, and really they're making the most unlistenable, terrible music. And drummers who imitate Travis Barker are the worst drummers to have in the studio because they think four bar long fills are cool and sadly you're not Travis Barker you don't have this compositional sense which is amazing he has any sense because let's talk about this this has got a brain dead moron oh <laughs> I'm just being real here, dog. Like, you know, that dog's brain is washed ashore.
0: He was recently arrested.
1: I saw that for him and his wife are threatening each other about, like, death and stuff over reality TV because he's so intelligent.
0: What if we had a reality TV show? All my mom watches is reality TV, just so you know. I, you she know we talked so, about this she at she your barbecue. Like, yeah, she works so hard during the week, My my independent Jewish mother who owns her own business, that she has to watch... Uh, reality tv to get her brain back to normal Mm.
1: well i think if you and i had a reality tv show it'd be really boring because it'd just be us sitting in front of our laptops or me occasionally yelling at a band about how bad their vocal harmonies are and that we have to fix them Hmm. this sounds not very interesting honestly yeah Yeah. yeah, it sounds like i mean why
0: don't we just do a band in a bubble (laughs) burn
1: the worst the worst okay so so getting back on track i think the other nice nice thing that we could discuss for our listeners is maybe we also don't want bands that need five managers to just be able to function like this is also what happens when you get too big this is not good
0: no there's too many i too, mean too like, chefs. yeah too many cooks too many cooks but i but it's funny like too many cooks even... but
1: no Smurf, and smarf's what makes too many cooks awesome what's Smurf? i you never watched this? that skit oh you're missing out so bad I'm on team smart.
0: It, it was like posted a whole, like it was, it was dead by the time I even got to it. Like I couldn't even, it was the only thing in my timeline. I had no this, desire. This, this is
1: what i suggests it suggest if you get snowed in and you get more than four inches is you just kick back with a bottle of wine and you watch too many cooks.
0: Okay. So the thing is, there's like too many cooks, but they're not even cooks, right? Like they're not, yeah, well, there's too, too, too many, many suits. Too many suits. Like there's too many Ugh. suits in the kitchen. Oh man. That, that's, a, that's, that would war. be a good title too. Oh, that is I mean, title. clearly not the title because we already have the title of the titles. But yeah. that's a good title. Yeah. I will reuse that. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's too many suits, right? Like the way Blink spun out was they broke up because Blink's manager informed two two out of three members of the band that one was quitting and Mark and Travis felt like betrayed. So when they reunited, they all got different managers, different lawyers, so on, because they weren't like They had the same infrastructure as they did in, like, 1996, right? And when you're a band that sold 25 million records, you maybe shouldn't have that same infrastructure anymore. However, I don't know that you need five managers or agents or whatever. And so it's gotten messy. I
1: think that's the thing, too, is that there's always this problem of, like, conflicts of interest. And everybody having their own manager seems like a little bit of the... uh, ship sailing on that conflict of interest not being a huge conflict all the time.
0: You know how much, I you know, it has gotta be so, I mean, obviously they have so much money, but just thinking of how much money there would have to be to cut, like, 15% three-way, like oh yeah it's, that's it, a good point 15 percent of 15 percent of, of 15 percent like it's it's a six it's like you're yeah. 15 a six of your 15 it's pretty crazy
1: oh yeah we're not even thinking about the lawyers the, and the lawyers agents yeah and, the business uh, manager it's got to uh, be
0: crazy like you have to be making like a million dollars a show yeah yeah i wish i had fun. that problem
1: yeah, that's a good, uh, you, you know what like that's that saying? Like, you, you want to have a life where it's only good problems, and that sounds like a good problem to me. Yeah,
0: I would be, I think what we're saying is that I would be a better Tom DeLonge.
1: Mm, mm. So, why don't we move on? Okay. Since we've, we've beaten this uh, horse pretty dead. Okay. So, so we have a little bit of follow-up. We do have um, some follow-up. Would you like to take it? Sure. So, so last week, uh, we discussed uh, data and metrics and how important it is, and um Apple decided to say, like, Jesse, Zach, look how right you are. We're so right that for our new Beats service, we're going to re- require uh, Symmetric, which is a music analytics company um, that actually has a pretty damn good platform. I'm It's one of the better analytics. I still think Next Big Sound is the best one, but, like, as far as insights go, they really show some good stuff, and this shows that... What I think is going to happen, at least here's my prediction, is that all of these streaming companies know that providing analytics and data to get branded advertisement into their services is going to be one of the biggest things about how we monetize and get musicians more money. And this is them taking a step so that they can show brands. If you advertise on Wiz Khalifa's Spotify channel for the unpaid things, you will reach 18 to 24 year olds in pennsylvania or whatever and be able to show that in analytics and you'll get x many listeners if you're trying to break your band in lancaster or your brand in lancaster
0: yeah so i mean what i think is important as like something that's now becoming a a semi-theme is that this would be we would hope or maybe apple would try to hope that this would be um actionable data right Mm-hmm. versus we had a whole talk about how Pandora is trying to woo artists by saying, hey, look at all the data we can give you. Don't don't worry that we're not actually paying you the money that you would believe that you should deserve. We're going to give you better data so you can make more money on the road instead of just making more money everywhere. Um, and so it would appear as if this might be a better solution for Apple to give musicians data that they can actually go out and use, right? Totes. Which would be great because, I mean, as as much as anyone wants to say iTunes shrinking, like, it's still really big, right? Like, even just Knucklepuck's numbers that I see in terms of how we make revenue on their music through Spotify, Bandcamp, yada, 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 iTunes. iTunes is by far and away the largest. And we, I've never, the band, I don't think I've ever tweeted or posted on Facebook the iTunes link for their music.
1: Yeah, um... Which is a very interesting, uh, switch up too, is that, uh, you guys really pushed the band camp thing, which I think is smart and I always condone, but like, uh, but it's so funny how few people can do that. And I, I actually sat down with a bunch of – um, I, re- I shouldn't should say sat down. I talked to a couple of author friends, and we all were talking about how what we've seen too is that our Amazon royalties keep going up, but our iTunes royalties are sh- severely shrinking. Interesting. Um, Maybe it's like my, a demographic I, thing. I think – well, the other thing too is I think that everybody likes the Kindle app, the Kindle experience of getting books on there, and they can get them for cheaper because the price-fixing way that it, Amazon works – uh, so, I think that that's a big thing.
0: That's interesting. So, what, what I meant, though, regardless, is that like iTunes is still really big, right? Even if it's smaller, mm-hmm. it is still super big.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if, by far the biggest music service, right. by far.
0: And so, if they have all this data, that's phenomenal for us um, if we're going to have access to it. And then, you know, I still think Apple has a really unique chance with Beats, right? Just because they have a market share already with iTunes, that if Beats suddenly catches on, And musicians also see, hey, Beats is becoming a lot more popular. It's an Apple thing. Also, I get all this data. Then musicians are going to start pushing Beats over Spotify as well. Um, And it could be a downhill thing. I I mean, regardless, Mm -hmm. I hope all services get a lot better with their data stuff, not just Apple.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, all of them are doing this and all of them have to do it because getting monetized advertising into streams is the way they all can make money. Right, Right. So... We now have a lot of listener questions that we have to... We've
0: got a few. We appreciate everyone that's been tweeting hashtag ask off the... Oh, sorry. That's not correct. Ask O-T-R. Hashtag ask O-T-R if you have any questions. Um, and they automatically populate in a nice little Google document for us and, and we'll be working them into the show. Uh, if you don't like Twitter, you can ask us things on Tumblr or through email. Um, so just go to offtherecord.fm to find out how. But we definitely appreciate it. And we got some good ones this week. The first one is yeah. for you, Jesse. Or I guess it's for both of us. But Dear Jesse and Zach, once an unsigned band has received the final masters of their new album, what are the best next moves to take? Is it acceptable to attempt to pitch the music to the music to labels or is it bad etiquette to send out materials unsolicited? What are some rules of thumb to, to navigating this process Let's assume the band has merits that look good on paper, but still have a lot of work to do on building their fan base. Jesse.
1: I have two pet peeves with this. Um, One, yes, you should shop it and anybody's been interested, but honestly, shopping your uh, music to unsolicited people is the biggest waste of time. My big thing, though, with this that I see time and time again is bands like we're shopping our record around and then they do that for six months. Or this guy is shopping our record around and they do that for six months and they wait six months to put out music. That is the worst waste of time and it also shows that you have no momentum. Um, You have to... The longest it should take to shop it around and get responses back is about 30 to 40 days, I'd say. If you're not getting a response in that time it's time to move on and put it out yourself and start taking it to the fans and let the fans bring you up because this is a waste of time and this is one of those things that slows bands momentum and they lose traction and they don't build a fan base and it sucks
0: i agree like but i, I still wish i had an answer like i think i've wrote a piece for the website that'll be up by the time this goes online um the, the title of the piece is don't add me on facebook because i'm a jerk
1: yeah um i I, i'm right there with you
0: but i didn't through writing it i realized like i still don't really have a good answer to tell you what to do right it doesn't like not you don't either like we can i can say Mm. write property use zach and submit to our showcase feature right great i'm pro. i may never listen right no one may ever listen how do you get my attention they're not necessarily asking to get a random fan on Twitter's attention. Right. But they're asking how do they get Jesse cannon's attention in these questions Mm. or how do they get Zach's attention or Thomas or Jason Tate's whatever. Right. And I I just feel like we don't have any good answers and it's, it's shitty. Like I don't, I don't know why I checked out the hotel year a year and three months ago. Right. I had their, Mm. I had,
1: yeah, I uh, talked about this. Yeah. I, I had
0: their, I had their advance sitting in my archive for like a month and then I was packing records Uh, like, right before New Year's, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll check that out. And I don't know why that happened. I can't tell you. Well,
1: but at the same time, though, I think that this is that thing of that it's just... It's critical mass. It's always that thing of you have to hit so many different angles, and then eventually people are talking enough that people decide to do it. It's the same thing as you see a sticker from a band at a venue, then you see it on a t shirt of somebody you might know, and then you're like, hey, maybe I actually do need to check that band out eventually. Like it's seeing it in multiple places or having multiple people talk about it, and that's really it.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I agree. I, I don't think, I think. I, I don't know that it hurts if you're going to send me an email with your music. Just don't like don't be super needy. If I don't reply to you, maybe don't follow up with me because I'm probably still not going to reply to you, not to be a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't, I don't judge you because what else would you do? I would probably do the same thing. I just wish I had a better answer, and I
1: don't. Um, we should also say that that question was from uh, AJ Peacocks, who's in a great band called Days of Light Gravity, whose record I mixed.
0: Oh, wow. What a conflict of interest.
1: I think that we should credit the people who ask us these insightful questions when they leave their names and don't write anonymously, because we should encourage the conversation. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So don't we we have another question. We've got
0: 15,000 of them. We have 182 questions today. Mm-hmm. Besides, <laughs> besides well, well. Bandcamp, if you want to support an artist and give the most royalties for their CD, merch or merch, what is the best way to do so? So from their from their record label store, Amazon, etc.
1: Um, uh, so, I don't think there's any better way than Bandcamp or their own personal yeah, merch store. So
0: if the band has a Bandcamp, uh, and into their Bandcamp, not necessarily which, like the record labels.
1: Well, we should say this too that, that the Bandcamp is kind of like the only place that's a tip jar, unless the band has a donate button on their website, which is pretty rare these days, um, even though I think every band should do that. Um, but that's a discussion for another time. But yeah, the Bandcamp's the only way that you can give a pretty much unlimited money aside from just buying tons of merch. But even buying tons of merch, what's nice about Bandcamp is you're buying a digital asset, so there's no overhead really. With merch, you know, they have to print that t-shirt so they're not really getting that money.
0: Yeah, so, so the ultimate way where it's like uh, digital, digital is free in a sense. So there's no overhead like Jesse was saying. So that, uh, you know, if you give a band $15, they get that $15. If you give a band $15 for a t-shirt on the road, yes, that money is very well appreciated. But that shirt might have cost the band $5, you know. So... It, it depends how you look at it, but typically I would say on the tour, buy a record, buy a merch, whatever. Anything you're buying is going to be helping. Online, uh, if you want like it to go directly to them, uh, Bandcamp is usually the best way if they have a Bandcamp.
1: Here's another thing: email the band, and or tweet them. Ask, yeah, or tweet, tweet them. A lot of time they have a PayPal account, and you can just send them money if you really want to see them supported. And I, uh, there's an argument I make in the book that, you know, a tip jar is a great thing because there's tons of people. I was just talking about this with somebody that are older and do want to support the acts they love and make sure they keep going. And every once in a while you get that one philanthropist that really wants to give somebody money. I mean, it's not common, but I think that that's someplace we're really going with music too, is that that's going to be a more common thing.
0: I'm in such an unpunk punk punk place right now because I'm figuring out taxes for all my bands and I'm like, I wonder Mm -hmm. how that would work with taxes. Maybe we'll talk about that
1: at some point. What a disaster. What a disaster. Taxes. Yeah. Let's just say one last thing before we move on this. Do not try to do it through Amazon because Amazon takes 30 some odd percent of that money that you're giving to that band and Amazon does not need any more money. That's true. Jeff Bezos. 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 Yeah. bajorkos (laughs) bajorkos <laughs> okay so there's two questions for you let's get let's get these done i was looking okay. for some advice i have just been offered a three-week trial as a writer for a popular music blog see popular music blog, not mid-level like you <laughs> holy <This> is- <laughs> shit are you are you're are you're i'm you're, harking you're, back to the last episode do you know how
0: you're like just this is a rough day man and you're just going for it i'm just like,
1: kicking you all you're down oh my god
0: God, does Zach, Zach have, have any tips, t- tips about, about
1: writing features, picking out content to cover, etc.? Thanks, guys. Big fan of the show.
0: I appreciate it, and I'm very happy that you got hired by a a, a popular music blog, not a mid tier one. Have fun at Pop Fresh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, about features, you know, I, I at the start I would try to write what you're most passionate about. So if your favorite band's Blink One Eighty Two and your other co-writers haven't said, I want to write about Blink-182 being a disaster yet, say, look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it to you immediately. It's going to be really good. You know, like, show what you're passionate about and make, and and show, like, show me that you're passionate about it. If And by me, I mean whoever your boss that isn't paying you money is. Like, show show him why you're passionate or her and, and sh- do your best work. It doesn't mean you should waste all of your great ideas or anything, but... Just, I think if you want to stand out in the beginning, you should be doing what you love the most and sharing how much you love music. Because ultimately, I would hope that's why you're doing this, right? To, to share your love for music. Yes, we're all negative all the time because we're terrible people. But, you know, let your, let your happiness and your music and your pop punk loving th- show through. Second question. Hey, Zach, I was wondering if J-Tree will be planning on eventually doing vinyl reissues for some of their back catalog. Everything I did at work today regarding J-Tree was regarding reissues of our back catalog.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: Uh, all I will say is that's definitely in the plan. As a label that is is now in its 25, 25th year of life, you know I think it's also important to think about it less as a major reissue and more just, Hey, it's our job to keep our loved catalog in stock. And mm. that wasn't happening for a while. And the, the plan is over time, not all at once to get the catalog back in stock because we should have it in stock.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Uh, from at a Martino 200 ask off the record FM. How useful is a one sheet or EPK for bands looking to book more shows, tours and get more press?
1: So I feel like I've been talking about this, that they're kind of going out. I feel like, I feel like there's, they're dead unless you're, unless you're like, well, they're dead unless you're like a douchey cover band or like, you're the type of band that would be really psyched about getting the opening slot for breaking Benjamin at like the local nightclub while they're on tour.
0: Oh my God. They had some hits though, man. I Um, love breaking Benjamin and fifth grade. Oh, might have been sixth grade.
1: All right, I'm not ugh again. again. Um, but for if you're in our scene, they're pretty useless at this point. You just need to maintain a good web presence. Getting a good EPK, it really doesn't matter. If you are going to make an EPK, I would recommend using presskit.io, which is a great service for that. But I don't know that this is going to help you much at all.
0: I know EPKs are dead because I'm still doing them for homework assignments in school. <laughs>
1: Boom! <laughs> yep that was good you get a virtual that high was five pretty good right yeah mm-hmm. i hope
0: someone at drexel hears that um
1: <laughs> so the next question is from
0: at bake underscore where w-e-a-r what are some of your favorite band redemption stories comebacks from bad albums press etc i got this one jesse i'll start it off mm-hmm. my favorite redemption story was when blink 182 kicked Tom along out of the band and then an hour and 45 minutes later he said i'm not out of the band
1: <laughs> <laughs> redeemed yeah you're, you're killing it dog yeah it's because uh, I'm sad. you know the you know who i often think about when i think about a band like to go with the theme of today i considered green day pretty washed until american idiot and i think they're washed again
0: i agree but ha, like has there ever been a greater comeback there obviously has uh, yeah, been yeah, i
1: think that, that i well i think as far as massive success i don't think pretty insane right like that's one of the
0: most memorable albums of 2000 to 2009
1: and that was a bad like when i heard they were doing a new record and especially to like the whole drama when they lied about the record being stolen before that really they had just made a terrible record right before that
0: yeah and then we got to hear it anyway so
1: yeah like that whole drama thing um i never would have thought they could make a record like that And i remember the first time i heard jesus suburbia i like picked up my jaw off the floor and my girlfriend at the time who like barely even liked him was like this is unbelievable and it's one of um, it's
0: probably one of the marquee albums of the last decade right like it it made a it had like a an impact it wasn't just like a popular record it was it was a it was a landmark album for the time it was a timepiece, not in a way that it was forgettable but in a way that like it mattered
1: (laughs) yeah and a band that had been making pretty bad music for the most part like there's a single here or there but like really overall bad records not as much bad singles for a long time mm-hmm. um i think that's the best one and then uh yeah there's not a lot i mean i can't wow, think I mean, slater many. slater kinney's killing and they you know their last record i thought do you say i
0: don't know how you feel about bruce springsteen one way or the other but i know like pre the rising he his his mainstream success like plummeted, and then he made the rising following nine eleven. Right, like
1: I know I'm not I'm not the you're biggest, not the biggest one. Uh, I like I, you know my father and Thomas, uh, <laughs> you know they the, the, they they they're the uh, Bruce Springsteen ones. One of my favorite parts of Thomas editing my book was um, him fact-checking a Bruce Fink- Springsteen fact and figuring out my father was off by a year, and my father was appalled to find out he could ever be off by something.
0: That sounds really hurtful to your father. Yeah, yeah he's he gonna not te- pleased. You know he's going to text you after this episode and be like, you really have to you really have to embarrass me on the air?
1: <laughs> he's not much of a texter. It'll be an email. Okay, okay. From his AOL.com address oh, that you make fun of. God.
0: I recently <laughs> interacted with... Um, a producer who is very exciting near and dear to my heart that's not jesse cannon and he uses an opt online email address <laughs> and holy shit did i get a lot of pleasure out of that
1: yeah, that's um, that's 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 some backwards internet yeah, stuff right yeah. there
0: um last question of the week from at jake bryant Mann. okay mr jake bryant mm-hmm.
1: man he's a he's, a, he's a nice kid i've been talking to him uh,
0: i don't say it's just a long twitter handle the not mm-hmm. a great seo
1: Mm-hmm. that's true. Not great as all. Yeah,
0: and so the question is, you both take on several zealous endeavors at once. Um, how do you stay organized and on top of all of them?
1: I like this question. That's a great
0: question. Uh, you want to go? I'll go? Sure. Okay, you go.
1: Uh, I very much am one of those people who uh, lives by the mantra, how to work smart, not hard. But as party Zach hard. Outed, oh, yeah. I mean, as Zach outed me, I you know, wake up at 1pm some days. I can't make my days longer, so I make them better. And uh, the iPhone reminders app, living my life by that, uh, keeping a good Evernote, and just learning to multitask. I mean, I sit with three computers in front of me at work some days, and I'm writing articles and books on one, and I'm bouncing masters on another, and I'm working on mixes on another one. And I think it's just... Every day, seeing how you can get things quicker and also prioritizing things in your life. Like, I think one of the biggest epiphanies I had on productivity recently is like how many people don't take seriously that their phone and their computer are like really serious things. Like, you gave me a good talking to when my RAM was messed up on my computer and it was just taking me so long to do some simple things. And I realized like the second I upgraded my RAM, you just it's move like faster. Was, yeah, I was getting like 10 to 15 minutes back a day, which in a year. Amounts to a lot of work. Like that's like a whole day of billing for me. It adds up. By the hour. No, it's, it's yeah. super.
0: Add, like um, Grace, my girlfriend, like she just has a really old computer because she can't afford a new one right now. And but like if we did the same task side by side all day, it would, and then all year, like I can't even imagine, right? Just because you just you just yeah, these things these things are important. How you work is important, and I don't know how many people realize that until they have a lot of work to focus on. Um, um, yeah.
1: I I have a great assistant too, um, that takes care of a lot of things for me when I don't need it, which is a fortunate thing. And then, uh, I also am a very big fan of outsourcing thing. I think it's, you know, it's another thing when, when you have money, you can do this more, but like I barter a lot and I outsource things that instead of me just learning how to do some things, I sometimes just say, I don't need to learn how to do Photoshop well enough to do this task. I'd rather just get it out. I think I'll it's very important to learn those for things. Free. Yeah, no, I have, I have some people that I do. That. I mean, you know, I bartered dental work a couple of years ago. I mean, oh my god, really? Uh, I, I, this is also the best dental work I've ever gotten. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I will consistently if I can find somebody who does that and truth be told, it's like you want your record mixed by me. You will mix uh, their
0: son's record if they
1: are a dentist. Well, maybe. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) No, but but actually truth be told, it's like, I need things like graphic design because I don't care about learning how to do graphic design. I need video editing at times. And it's like, if somebody has that, I'm happy to trade what I do for that because I'd rather not take the time to learn the skill of something I'm never going to really want to learn. I think that's a really important distinction that I've come to recently. Is that that's you don't need to learn every skill. It's one thing if it's draining you, but like picking and choosing the skills you should learn is a really, really smart thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, I I used to be able to keep everything in my head all the time and never forget a single thing. Um, and I think I could still do that, but I made myself not as I realized I had way too much stuff going on and I I, I didn't want anything I was doing. I didn't want anyone I was working with to suffer the consequences of me eventually messing up. So in Mm -hmm. terms of basic organization stuff, um, I use an app called Wonderlist. For any tasks. Oh yeah, that's that's a great
1: great one for collaboration. Too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Th- so I use that for all my stuff. Thomas and I use it for a Bad Timing Records tasks. So if it's like, hey Thomas, I need you to make an image on Photoshop, I make a task for him. So I don't even have to like put that in a chat window. Essentially, um, for communication, I use an application called Slack. Um, I operate Property Zach with that. I operate Bad Timing Records for that. So it's a way. If you don't want to just be group chatting your people because you don't want your like iMessage going off a million times, Slack is a really great app. Um, I use um, and again these are two more nerdy things, but I use this tool called Text Expander, where I make you taught me about that. That's great. So in uh, a few years, I have saved 32 hours of my life typing by using text snippets. So for example, I I I will type semicolon. ZZ and it'll pop out my personal email address or I'll do semicolon home and it'll type out my home full address, right. And over a few years that has saved me 32 hours of typing. That's insane.
1: Yeah, that's that's nuts.
0: Similar like I use a podcast app called Overcast and they cut the speed outs of little bits and since August, I've saved 44 hours listening with that app, which is nuts. So
1: that is, there nice. are lots
0: of things you can do to make your time better. But I think I just, in general, I've sort of made, I, I try to schedule my time as much as I can. If I know that I want to watch TV later tonight, I'm going to get all my work done beforehand. I'm just on top of myself because otherwise I wouldn't be able to do what I love doing. And ultimately like that's kind of the most important
1: thing. So do you have any recommendations?
0: Uh, Yeah, I would like to recommend Neighborhoods by Blink-182 oh god what a terrible record <laughs> oh
1: my god so seriously yeah, that's what I'll, you're <laughs> i'll
0: recommend it uh let me say i've been watching archer for like the past three weeks oh it's so good i i just finished season i really like, one of the
1: u- u- user comments we got is that i sound like uh doctor what's his name
0: oh my god oh my god <laughs> Free, like krieger
1: yeah yeah
0: holy yeah. sh. Uh, so yeah, no, been, I
1: take it as a couple. I, I like Doctor Krieger.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's okay as long as you don't mind being a Soviet. I mean, listen, it's it's cool. All right, so yeah, I've been watching a lot of Archer. I really enjoy that. Um, that's all I've got: Archer and Blinkman eighty two, and wine because I'm gonna be having a lot mm, of it later. I,
1: I I just bought a lot of it for the blizzard. Sure, sure. Um, I have to recommend something that's gonna be obvious if you listen this far: the new Slater Kinney records. Just mind-blowingly good and i cannot believe how much they outdid themselves creatively on this record there's just so many jaw-droppingly interesting moments and the songs are really good and if you call her the girl from portlandia you're getting smacked
0: Thank you to everyone for listening to Off the Record this week. Head to offtherecord.fm to check out show notes, to leave us any feedback. Jesse can be found at Twitter at Jesse Cannon. I'm at ZZarillo. And our podcast is at FM. We'll be back next week.